This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. I landed on Oklahoma. What, what? Oh, man. We we got all the Midwesterns the last few weeks. We did. A lot of them. Yeah. All of them. I know. Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. Why? We got to start aiming for... <laughs> the Northeast. <laughs> right? <laughs> Where all the little ones are. The little states. It's going to be hard to hit. Oh, no. I know. I know. I'm not that good. Uh. All righty. So we are going to talk about a woman named Nancy Helm Probst. Nancy. Nancy. What happened to Nancy? Well, so Nancy was a 32-year-old woman okay. who was, of course, a daughter. And okay. she was a sister, but she was also a young mother. Okay. Uh, she got married to her husband, and his name was Matthew. Okay. Um, they had been married about three years. Nancy and Matthew. I know. Nancy and Matthew. Picture perfect. Or were they? That's the question. So it was November 2000. Okay. Um, Matthew. I, I keep wanting to call him Matt. <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> Matthew was on his way home and he uh he was he worked at a mechanic shop and when the police were talking to him um he noted that he called his wife over 26 times and oh. she never answered all day. Wow. Um so he was calling a lot. He was calling a lot. The 26 times was just between like 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Okay, so he probably had tried a couple times earlier in the day, hadn't heard back from mm -hmm. her. So then he probably started getting worried, as I'm assuming, is yeah. what's happening here. And so the police recounted that he's that Matthew said he could not reach her by phone all day. And on the way home, he had felt something had happened to her. He literally said he thought someone had killed her. And for the average person... That's weird. If you can't reach your wife or a spouse... Who just jumps to murder? That's that's exactly what the lieutenant said. Who just jumps to... For real. She's killed. She's dead somewhere in a ditch. There yeah. are people like that. But it's usually moms or grandmas. Right. <laughs> True. Who are worried. Not dead in a ditch. I mean, I do that because my mom has instilled it in me <laughs> <laughs> to be like a worry wart. But normal people don't do that. Absolutely. So he drives home and he has this worry, I guess. And I guess I well, it's just some of his actions were so weird. Right. Well, I'm already I'm already raising an eyebrow at the 26 missed phone calls. Mm hmm. You're just assuming your wife's dead. Right. Just all very odd, Matthew. So when he gets to his neighborhood. Okay. He parks 278 feet away from his house. So about six houses away. Why? 
he wanted to park there because he remembered his dad, who was a former highway patrolman, saying you always park a few houses down from where the incident happened because you never know. You don't want them to see you coming up to the location. Like, so like if a burglar was in your house, Mm -hmm. they don't want you shouldn't let them see you coming home right you you shouldn't let them see that you're about to catch them in the act because then they could make a plan to kill you and or run away and this is more due to the policeman the policeman should be doing this not my husband not her husband truly so like if you're my significant other wasn't answering the phone you know my ass is pulling right into the garage and running inside. Yeah. So this man parks six houses down, then doesn't go through the front door. Or what the fuck is happening? He walks around to the back. To the back. What? And sees Nancy dead. laying dead, laying there. Um he, Sir. he looks in the window and he sees her on the floor. Then walks back up to the front and calls 911. What the fuck? I don't know. Which I mean, like, I guess you didn't tamper with evidence unless the person went through the back. I don't. Who is no person is going to stand between me and my significant other to go and make sure if they're still alive. To me, it sounds like. You already know she's dead. Right. Like you knew not to park in front of the house. You knew where to go. Yeah. So that you could see the dead body and then be like, oh, no, my wife is dead. And Mm -hmm. then you like go and call the police. Right. What year was this? 2000. Hmm. (laughs) Very confused. Well, and so when the police questioned him about this, that he said that. Well, I didn't want to go in because I thought I didn't want someone to be inside and then hold a gun to my head or something. So it was just a very lame excuse. It is because it it literally sounds like you knew that she was dead already. Well, and what was crazy is that he said he said exactly there could be someone inside holding a gun to the back of her head and they didn't release that information that that's part of the reason she died was somebody shot her so somebody shot her <clears throat> so he kind of already had the image of her probably on her knees on the ground mm-hmm. somebody with a gun to the back of her head right yeah and why would you have that? I, I'm just I'm just I'm trying to figure out where the unsolved part is, because I think I have this solved already. Well, and you would think, right? I mean, all the signs are pointing to one person mm-hmm. very strongly. So I really want to know how this gets fucked up. So let's talk a little bit more about him and his demeanor. OK, because they had him a, a little bit. They had a young child. OK. She was her name was Layla or Lila. Okay. Um, and she was nine months old. Okay. She was in the house when this happened. She was in the house when the mom died. Yes. 
And so they went and go get the baby and they bring her outside and he wouldn't even go near the baby. He would not go around his daughter. He didn't check on her. The baby was crying and fussing and he didn't even try to go and console the baby. No. But he did make comments that she hasn't eaten all day. She must be hungry. So he left at 7 a.m. that morning to go to work. Yeah. Why would you think that she hasn't eaten all day? Right. Like, unless you knew a specific timeline as to, I don't know, like when your wife died. Mm-hmm. So the police started probing Matthew's story, which only raised more and more red flags. Okay. Obviously. Um, he... The police lieutenant named Jerry Kennedy asked him why he didn't go into the house initially. And Matthew's reasoning was said he didn't want to contaminate the crime scene if there was one. Okay, I was going to, how did you know there was a crime scene? (laughs) (laughs) But police didn't find any evidence of forced entry, robbery, or even sexual assault. And no gun was recovered at all. Okay. They did find Nancy partially dressed with a TV cable laying across her back. Just laying there. Weird. It wasn't wrapped around her neck, but it was just laid over her. Huh. It looks like someone might have tied her up with that or restrained her. But honestly, that there was no evidence of that. Yeah. Um, and then the lights in the bedroom were out, which... It was a little bit weird to him, too. They were just completely out. Like burned out? Yeah. Okay. That's strange. I know. Well, and so when they examined her, they realized she had a busted lip. Okay. Her face was black and blue. She had numerous contusions on her body, and her hair had been pulled out. Wow. Um, so it was a really violent struggle and it was like a huge, a huge back and forth. And it looks like there was just a lot of rage in this killing. Weird. Okay. Um, so then they started looking into Matthew. Okay. And they started finding some really weird details about his life. Uh, he wasn't prone to fidelity or yeah, he was he wasn't prone to being faithful. Oh. Um, and it wasn't a big deal deal to him that he was being in not faithful to his wife. Yeah. The day of the murder. No, oh, no. He had some relations with a lady while he was at work. Great. And then employee of the month. Several weeks after the homicide, he had this <laughs> he had relations with that same lady inside the house where his wife was murdered yes great sounds like a really top-notch individual right uh yeah he he sounds like somebody that is just first of all a horrible human being for cheating on your wife i mean you said it we were all thinking it well right And it had been, he had explained to everybody that he was very unhappy at home. He wanted to divorce his wife. And 
none, nobody else close to them, especially Nancy's family, knew that Matt was cheating on Nancy. Okay. They had no idea. Um, everything was a shock to them when they started hearing about all of this. So the police arrested Matt in 2001. Because we all thought it. Mm-hmm. They focused on him so much that they didn't look at any other possibility. See, that's where they fucked up. Uh-huh. So at the same time, there was other uh, neighborhood bur- burglaries going on. Um, okay. They caught a man by the name of Calvin Mosley. He had broken into nearby homes to sexually assault women. He was convicted of those crimes after Nancy's murder and still is in prison to this day. Okay. But eventually the police decided that Calvin's method of operations or his M.O. didn't match with how Nancy was killed. Okay. So they put their sights back on Matthew. They realized that there was no force entry. She wasn't sexually assaulted. Okay. And so Matt remained their number one suspect. Okay. So they took him in in 2001, and so Matt was in jail for 13 months. Interesting. Um, his hearings kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed. And so finally got okay. delayed 11 times before prosecutors dropped the murder charges against him due to lack of evidence. Interesting. Obviously, it was very devastating for Nancy's family. Um, So Matt left, Matthew, left Oklahoma a free man. Great. Uh, The baby is now a teenager and was adopted by Nancy's family member. And he still has not even talk to his daughter what why to this day i have no idea i don't know so he still remains to be the number one suspect but they just never had enough evidence yeah to actually convict him which is like i i get it because every everything that i'm thinking it's all speculation because they can't prove it right like him not wanting to enter the house and going around the back and perfectly seeing her in the back window uh-huh. and being like, oh, no, there she is. And then the the part about the kid is weird. Well, and so the whole thing's weird. But. The people that took her in, their names were Byron and Lyra. Or I don't know how to say her name. OK, but it was Nancy's brother. OK. And so they took the baby in right after. And it was said that he only stopped by a few times to see the kid and have dinner, which is so, so insane strange. To me. Right. So I, I, obviously, there's a clear cut. I think answer. So. Yeah. But they never found enough evidence to actually convict him. Yeah. And so, who knows? It yeah, could have huh. been this man that was doing, that was burglarizing the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it. This all reminds me of the um, Scott and Lacey Peterson case, right. almost where it's people think it was somebody broke in, and then some people think it was Scott, and we just don't really know what mm-hmm. happened because there is no 
I mean, obviously with Scott Peterson and Lace Peterson, there's a little bit more proof, but right, it's just crazy. It is crazy because everything's speculation. And yeah, well, and the the DA at the time and everybody still believes he was somehow involved because there was no way that he knew all that. That he the way he acted was just not normal. Yeah. That is not how a normal loving, even if you didn't love your wife anymore and you wanted to divorce her. Yeah. You would still go and make sure she was okay. I feel like, like being a human being. Right. Well, and even at the very beginning when you said that he called her 26 times in between three and six, like that to me almost seems like you're just trying to put up this front that you're like the worried husband because it's like. Uh, after like maybe four missed calls of me trying to call Kyle, mm-hmm. I'd be like, all right, he's probably busy. He'll call me back eventually. I'm not calling him 26 times. Right. Are you trying to show where your phone is pinging or. Right. You know. Yeah. That you're nowhere around the house. Yeah. It's weird. It's very odd. And parking six houses away. Like, that's what I don't understand. None of it makes sense. Absolutely none of it makes sense. It, it's very sad. I think Matthew had something to do with it. And the DA apparently does, too. So, swiggity Well, the DA and the police, they were all so, from everything I've read, everyone was so disappointed at having to let him go. I'm sure. But it was just so circumstantial because there was no real evidence. Yeah. But, I mean, he was a cheater. He Mm -hmm. actively said he didn't want to be married to her anymore. Yeah. So why not get a divorce? Why do people kill people? Just get a divorce. I mean, I feel like that's a million dollar question. (laughs) (laughs) If we could know that, I swear. Absolutely. But... I mean, if anybody has any information, let us know or reach out to Oklahoma, the Midwest City PD. PD. And provide that information because. We don't know what's going on here. We don't know. We don't. And we think we know what's going on here. I mean, obviously, like we can jump to us assumptions. Oh, I forgot to even mention they gave him a lie detector test and he failed. Yeah. But it's not admissible in court. Like, you uh, can't use it. That's dumb. Well, then also the other odd thing was um, when the baby was fussing afterwards and he was like, she hasn't eaten all day. Yeah. Like, how do you know that? Right. How do you know your wife didn't feed the daughter this morning? Or like at lunchtime. Yeah. So weird. I would just say I think the baby's hungry. Did they ever mention, like, what they approximated, like, her time of death? I didn't see anything. There was honestly so little information about this story. Like, I was trying to Mm -hmm. piece together things from different articles. Fair. But it was just, like... It's what you got to do with these cases sometimes. I know. Interesting. So, who knows? Um, I, I just think it's really sad he still doesn't talk to his daughter. Yeah. 16... 19, 20 years later. <laughs> Math. But yeah, 100%. It would be a we. it would just be weird knowing that your dad's out there and like doesn't want to talk to you. And honestly, if I was that daughter, I'd be like, well, you probably did have something to do it. I don't want to talk to you either. True. I mean, absolutely. 
Interesting. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email unsolvedamericamvp at gmail.com, and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. 